You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today, we're quite literally judging books by their covers. Okay, so the preface for this episode is basically we're going to be reading the cover name and going over the back, like the back cover description of the book. And then we're going to be predicting what the title, like what they're about, what, how they're going to end, what characters are going to be the worst or the best. And, um, but me and Anna picked books that the other person has read, but we haven't. So that way the person can tell us if we're right or wrong and what they thought of those books. So yeah. It's going to be really fun. But before we jump into that, we're also, we haven't not done this for a while, so sorry, you guys. But we're going to be going over what we're reading this week or what we read, just read. Okay, you want to start, Celine? Yes. Okay. So I just finished the book, Dead Queens, The Dead Queens Club. And basically, it's King Henry VIII, like, with all of his dead wives, but, like, put it into, um, put it into like modern day high school in like this small town in Indiana. And this takes place from like the perspective of Cleves, which is Anna Cleves from like, she was like the fourth wife, the one that he like, like platonically divorced and they never consummated their marriage. (laughs) And, but like, she's like his best friend in the book and they were together for like two weeks. And so all of the wives are his girlfriends, like at different times. But he, uh, his second girlfriend mysteriously exploded, like like in an explosion. Um, and then like you become really good friends with like some of her other his other like girlfriends and want, like suddenly people start dying and like it's pretty <laughs> crazy but what's crazy about it is the fact that like she's hilarious and like you love this author so or this narrator so much but she cannot understand why like a lot of people just love him she is like a really magnetic personality and like they still have this like tension between them that's like hinted at throughout the book so there's still like some romance in it but like she like you do not know who killed these girls until like the last page okay. and you're just sitting there like no he couldn't have done it so in my brain i was thinking because like from history i'm like oh like obviously henry had obviously these he girls killed so like mm-hmm. he did it but like you're reading this book and i literally was like wait it has to be some like he has to have like a friend or someone that's like killing these girls off like or there's this other like main character that's like her really good friend and has been a friend to every single one of the girls and she's based off of this woman who was the lady in waiting for every single one of his wives and they have such a good like chemistry and stuff you're just sitting there like I'm so confused why this happened and like it's if you've ever seen the movie John Tucker Must Die it's like that but like with Tudor history and the author is taking so so much on all this like knowledge of um like there's like little tiny easter eggs like and like historical things thrown in like completely like it's so perfect like how she like throws these in so if you know Tudor history like you're gonna love it but I also feel like it was all consuming I read it in eight hours um but it also was it broke me off my like book slump that I've been in for the past couple weeks and been struggling with it like cured me it was so good and it was a good like breather for the genre because I feel Mm -hmm. like we've been in a lot of like dark magical genres and this was like the history that I loved of like historical fiction but set in modern day so it was like a really good and the tension and the murder mystery and the love that sounds so fun I also love that it feels really randomly set in like Indiana yes it (laughs) is like so randomly (laughs) yes it's glorious I freaking love it 
Okay, what are you reading? That sounds so fun. Okay, I'm reading, it's called House of Sultan Sorrows. And it's kind of like an eerie 12 dancing princesses retelling, but there's like ghosts and like gods. And it's like set in this really cool waterfront. So I'll read the back cover for you. And then I'll talk Mm -hmm. into it a little bit more. Annalie lives in a sheltered, or wait, I said that wrong. I have to start over. <laughs> I have to do you guys justice, okay? <laughs> Annalie lives a sheltered life at Highmore, a manor by the sea, with her sisters and their father and stepmother. Once there were 12, but loneliness fills the grand halls now that four of the girls' lives have been cut short. Each death was more tragic than the last. The plague, a plummeting fall, a drowning, a slippery plunge. And there are whispers throughout the surrounding villages that the family is cursed by the gods. Disturbed by a series of ghostly visions, Emily becomes an increasingly suspicious that her sister's deaths were no accidents. The girls have been sneaking out every night to attend a glittering ball, dancing until dawn in silk gowns and shimmering slippers. And Emily isn't sure whether to try to stop them or to join their forbidden thrists. Because who or what are they really dancing with? When Annalie's involvement with a mysterious stranger who has secrets of his own intensifies, a race to unravel the darkness that has fallen over her family become before it claims her oh it's a race sorry I like read that so bad I'm sorry no you sounded great Anna honestly thank you thank you for that (laughs) thank you but so it's really good and it's it's obviously that if you know the 12 dancing princesses story they I just got to the part or I'm a little bit after where they find this hidden door and they like you know it's a portal that transports them to this magical I don't know, these places all over the country where they attend these balls and they're like dancing through their shoes. But like in the back of the main character's mind, Annalie's mind, she's like, this is weird. Like, why are we, this is weird that we found this. We don't know who any of these Mm -hmm. people are. And obviously who like, there's two love interests. And I like, I kind of love, because one of them is the boy next door that she grew up with. And then another is like this dark, mysterious stranger. Okay. And I'm kind of like rooting for the boy next door because the dark, mysterious stranger like has something to hide and you can tell, but it is eerie. Like there's her littlest sister can see the ghosts of all her dead sisters and she's not accepting it yet, but it's like, you know, it's true as the reader. And so like, there's these eerie, like dark themes in the book and I really like it. But I also think that like, cause I kind of was in a book slump too, that this is just a fun read altogether. Like it's okay. not the Is it a standalone? I don't know. I want to say it is. I think it is. Okay. So that's why I'm like kind of excited for it because yeah, I don't have to jump into a whole series. It's just yeah. a simple book. But it's I feel really like good so far. I totally feel like you there because I feel like I needed a standalone where like I could immerse myself in the world and then come back out. I think it like mm-hmm. going from one deep series where you're like reading like I don't know like 3,000, 4,000 pages and then going into like another yeah. 3,000 to 4,000 pages. I feel like it's, it can be kind of intense, especially because you have to learn like new rules of the world and all of these mm-hmm. things. So I feel like having that plus like with 12 Dancing Princesses, like you kind of know the theme, but then this has like exactly. twists. So you're like familiar. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. Um, What do you feel like if you could describe it being like close to like, kind of like how I was like, Ooh. yeah. Is there any books that it reminds you of? I'm trying to think in terms of like how it's like eerily written. I'm like, let me look up at my like books all above my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I honestly can't think of like anything off the top of my head that it's exactly related to, but it's just in the genre of like um, Very somewhat paranormal, not paranormal. Oh, maybe. Mm, no, not even that. There are gods involved in this. I was going to say Percy Jackson, but not even that. Like, there is mythology, and in the books, they believe that the gods are real. 
Do you think it has like so, finale, like, you know, the Carvel series, like finale vibes? It kind of, that's a really good comparison. Thank you. Because it kind of does like, there's this mystery, but then they're still going along with it. And there's these characters that you know are bigger than what they're portrayed as. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of get the hint and the feeling. Because I know like one of her dark love interests, I think is a god. Oh my gosh. Pontus. Yeah. Oh, shoot, so, girl. I don't really know though. So we'll find out. Yes, for sure. Okay, sweet. I love that. Okay, let's get into the judging books of covers. Let me just tell you, Anna and I had the most hilarious miscommunication about this ever. <laughs> yeah. I texted Anna at like one o'clock in the morning and I was like, we should totally like judge books by their covers and like we'll try to guess like what happens in them. And so like Anna, like because I gave her no context. I committed went, to this, okay. Committed. You have to tell them what you did. <laughs> well, I went to my library because I... I mean, who doesn't love their library? And I'm Berkey Broke, so I just like to check my books out. And I can't be mad about it, but the library had, they put these like plastic covers on their books with, first of all, so that they can sort them and, you know, ring them up. But then it causes the books to get all like scratched up and they're obviously used. Like the covers wouldn't have been very pretty to like photograph. And I was thinking that what this was going to be is that I was just going to go to the bookstore, find covers that looked beautiful, take them off the shelves like post beautiful pictures for you all to see talk about them and that would be it but so then I went to the library and I was like not good enough so then I was like I'm gonna go to Barnes and Nobles and buy like 10 books and then return them the next day <laughs> so I got to Barnes and Nobles and I like called Selena and I was like I'm here I'm so excited like there's so many pretty books and she's like wait that's why we're not doing that we're doing something else and I was like oh it was so cute <laughs> so sad I couldn't even justify buying like one book after that because I was like, it's not for the purpose. Like I can't even do it anymore. It was amazing. So I freaking sad. loved it. But yeah, so <laughs> basically what I learned from this is that Anna has read so many like fun, cool books and I'm so excited to like guess <laughs> what these are and then have her like tell me whether or not I was wrong. So I'm so sorry if this accidentally insults anyone because I've never really read any of like any of these books or these genres because I think I'm I'm still kind of new to like the dark romantic fairy tale like retelling step in in, Celine join the club I'm like I've been here for a while I'm not like head (laughs) deep yet but I'm like I'm wasting I'm like 10 feet underwater you are (laughs) you're scuba diving solidly you've been in this genre for years (laughs) love it though love it okay okay so we'll just switch off do you want to go first you read it and I'll guess what it is yeah. Oh, so, okay. So we'll start. I'll read off my list of books that you're going to guess how the ending is. Yeah. So you read the summary, the title and the summary, and then I'll guess what I think it's about. And then you tell me if I'm way off or wrong in what you thought of the book. Okay. So the first no. one we're going to do is a book called The Dark Descent of Elizabeth Frankenstein, which I actually really remember liking. Uh, it's told from a perspective of Frankenstein's wife Elizabeth obviously so the back wait you can't tell me things oh I was like I was like Anna spoilers you know that from the start (laughs) so yeah the back cover says Elizabeth Lavina hasn't had a proper meal in weeks her thin arms are covered with bruises from her caregiver she's on the verge of being thrown into the streets until she is brought to the home of Victor Frankenstein an unsmiling solitary boy who has everything except a friend Victor is her age Victor is her escape from misery. Elizabeth does everything she can to make herself indispensable, and it works. She is taken in by the Frankenstein family and rewarded with a warm bed, delicious food, and dresses of the finest silk. Soon, she and Victor are inseparable, but her new life comes at a price. 
As the years pass, Elizabeth's survival depends on managing Victor's dangerous temper and entertaining his every whim, no matter how depraved. Behind her blue eyes and sweet smile lies the calculating heart of a girl determined to stay alive no matter the cost, as the world she knows is consumed by darkness. Okay, that sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be really I like, don't want to give anything like... away. Okay, but I will say, me... like, in the book, they're not married or anything. I just, like, from real life... Elizabeth was Victor Frankenstein's wife. Oh my gosh. Okay. Is this based off of a true story or is it like a twisted? Oh my gosh. It's kind of based off the true story. Like there's fact and fiction. Okay. So I definitely feel like uh, this is so hard. I did not realize how hard this is going to be. Okay. So first off, <laughs> Elizabeth is going to 100% like conquer Frankenstein's mom's Frankenstein for sure. Like she's going to come out at the end, like. Mm-hmm getting away but I don't know if this is if she's gonna get away before or after the monster escapes yes no do you want to know do you want me to do you want to like finish giving okay, me your, let me, like, thoughts? okay 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 um I think there's gonna be a weird scene where he's like very like close to her and like is like trying to like I don't know like come on to her and she's like Victor no like <laughs> I see that happening um I definitely see an alleyway scene um I see like the person that like was her original caregiver that female like an aunt maybe and super mean and I also see her having a friend outside of the house that is like kind of the person that like helps her however it is maybe a romance that way okay that's my guess okay kind of close it's weird because the book keeps like very close the fact that Victor is like a weird person because I think in real life he was a weird person and so he never because you get thoughts or you get scenes from his perspective and from her perspective. Anna I'm so stupid. I thought because Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein right is that based off of an actual person or is this like the book that she wrote and then the wife of the of Victor Frankenstein? It's the book. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Oh, it's okay. the book she For like wrote. four seconds, I was like, wait, is Frankenstein real? <laughs> and then I was for a second, I was like, no, no, I'm an idiot. Okay, no. keep going. <laughs> no, you're fine. Okay. Um, I think I was misleading too because I was like fact and fiction, but I was saying fact based off of like the book. Like her book. Okay. okay. Yeah. Keep going. So it tries okay, to stick so, to yeah. what the book is. Okay. In terms of Victor, at least, like, he's weird, and it starts off, and she's like, I, like, if it's the last thing I do, I'm gonna marry this dude, like, to secure my future, and he thinks of her as, like, a close friend, but, like, I don't think he ever feels romantically about her, Mm -hmm. but most of the book is her, after he goes to college, searching for him, because he hasn't come back to the manor, and his family's like, well, if he's not gonna marry you, like, you can leave, and so she's, like, a strong, she's a very strong female lead character, where she's, like, I don't think so. I'm going to take control of all of the situations in my life. I'm going to make whatever I need to make work. So it's her journey to like find him and like get him to marry her basically. But it like, so it's basically just supposed to fill in gaps because you don't really know much about. So it ends basically at the beginning of Mary Shelley's book. Or, or yeah. Right. Like how Elizabeth Frankenstein got to be Elizabeth Frankenstein. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like almost the beginning because it's like when he goes missing. Mm -hmm. So I'll just read this little excerpt of like the review. It says when Victor goes missing in 
Ingzoldat and writes no letters, Elizabeth begins to track him down. Her investigations lead her down dark paths to carnal houses and secret laboratories. What has Victor been up to? Knowing the truth didn't take anything away from reading. In fact, it made those mysterious dark shadows all the creepier. The story largely fills in gaps in the original tale while shedding a completely new light on it. It's smart how Kirsten White, who's the author of this, has managed to keep a lot the same while also creating a bigger and very different looking picture. Okay. So, Dang. yeah. It's like her journey, and I like it's been a couple years since I've read it, so I'm trying to remember like exactly how it ends. Okay. But basically, like it ends with her being like, We're in this mess together now. Like, yeah. I'm the boss. <laughs> I love it. Okay. How many stars would you give it? I would probably give this right now like a 3.8, almost okay. four stars. Which it is was a really interesting just read. came off of Black Witch. Like, I, I feel like Ugh, I can't give anything a five, five star book. I know. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ruined me and I was so, going but it through was... my Goodreads the other day and she was like I can tell that you just finished The Black Witch because every single book you've rated has been like do not finished or like two out of five <laughs> stars know. and I was like I can't help myself I'm so sorry <laughs> I mean as the world building and like romantic tension I'm sorry I just don't even stick it has ruined us for all of her books she like <laughs> has spoiled us and what was so mm. hard is because we went into Black Witch thinking it like she's I don't think a lot of people have like found Black Witch and so yeah. we went into it being like, oh, this is a fun book series we found. And then we were like, oh, my gosh, this is everything. <laughs> it's so underrated. I'm sorry. We talk about it all the time. I'm literally like, yep. if I had to be on an island and I had to choose between like Lee Bardugo's books or like her books, like Lori Forrest books, I would choose Lori Forrest books. And I'm like so confused. So confused. love it. Though. How did I get there? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So the book series I have is The Crown's Game. Yes. So. Um, this is for you. And now you get to see how hard it is to guess a book. I did not realize how hard it was. Okay. Vika <laughs> and Drevia can summon the... Did you like that? Like, Andrevia? That was some Russian, my attempt. I'm here Can for summon that. the snow and turn ash into gold. Nikolai Karmanov can see through walls and conjure conjure bridges out of thin air. They are enchanters, the only two in Russia. And with the Ottoman Empire and the Kaskas threatening, the Tsar needs a powerful enchanter by his side. And so he initiates the crowns game, an ancient duel of magical skill, the greatest test an enchanter will ever know. The victor becomes the imperial enchanter and the Tsar's most respected advisor. The defeated is sentenced to death. Raised on tiny Ovichin Island her whole life, Vika is eager for the chance to show off her talent in the grand capital of St. Petersburg. But can she kill another enchanter, even when his magic calls her to her like nothing else ever has? Mm -hmm. For Nikolai, an orphan, the crown's game is a chance of a lifetime. But his deadly opponent is a force to be reckoned with. Beautiful, whip-smart, imaginative, and he can't stop thinking about her. And when Pasha, Nikolai's mm -hmm. best friend and heir to the throne, also starts to fall for the mysterious enchantress, Nikolai must defeat the girl they both love or be killed himself. As long buried secrets emerge, threatening the future of the empire, it becomes dangerously clear. The crown's game is not one to lose. Oh my gosh, that actually sounds like fascinatingly amazing. Yes. Oh, you're gonna okay. love it. It's like my it's one of my favorites. Okay. What do you think it's what do you think happens? Okay, so I think I like have to break this down. This is how my head works. There's it's probably oh. gonna be told from like two or three perspectives. Is that right? Yes. Yes, good work. And ooh. See, it's kind of hard. I know it is hard because I think that everyone's going to be like, you know, like maybe they start having this budding romance, Vika and Nikolai, 
But mm-hmm. then, like, they're both, like, but when the time comes, like, just know that this is more important than you are to me. Like, that we're going to do what we have to do to win. And so, like, they keep doing that, but then they keep getting closer. And I'm sure they keep winning these different games. And, like, finally, they have to face each other. And it's, like, the last minute. And Vika's going in for the kill. And then she's, like, no. And there's another way. I will. I refuse to do this. I love it. Anything else? You Maybe there's, like, an evil. I think there's someone evil, probably, in the monarchy that is, like, secretly controlling mm-hmm. so will... the person in power that's my oh guess. yeah okay so first off this book is amazing and makes you like super hungry for pastries all the time because mm-hmm. I think like her close person that like she's really close with in her book kind of like her spirit guide mentor Yoda person is uh-huh. like she works in a bakery so like she lives off in this island where she's been trained for years and years and years to like harness her magic and then when she comes into St. Petersburg like the person that she is like really close to so like prepare yourself for that but so Vika's like really cool and awesome and I really love her and she has been she's really like humble I would say um who does she remind me of I'll get back to that. Nikolai, though, has been trained by his aunt forever. He's been, like, raised. He has his, like, own room where he does, like, magic and stuff like that. And he's, like, been basically raised to be this, the, like, the, what is it called? The enchanter for his whole life. And he lives in this super bougie house um, and, like, has been basically trained. But he has to, like, be perfect for his aunt. So there's, like, that pressure coming from him. And um, what I love, like, honestly, Russian genres are, like, some of my favorite genres to read because I just think, like, I just love the culture of Russian history and stuff like that. And so it's really fascinating. It's fascinating. It really is. And I think like, I would love to know any more recommendations from that genre. So it's really good. But um, the way that they use their magic is so fun. So the way that their like romance is like, gro- like blossoming mm-hmm. is because they use their magic. Like he like this. So he's like, goes into like their battle and he's like, and like does a thing and then like it's really cool and then she like because she wasn't raised in like the town that he like in St. Petersburg with the city he, she's been learning like more like forest like you know what I mean like she hasn't been like trained like this is the perfect way yeah. so she comes into like the she she looks at problems so differently and like magic so differently so then she like does this like incredibly beautiful and unique thing with her magic that is like so amazing and it blows his mind he's like whoa I never thought that you could look at magic that way I didn't understand so and of course they're like pitted against each other right and yeah. so as they're like competing in these like I think they have to do like three different types of magic. And one of the things that he does is there's this like island in the middle of the air, the like, like tiny little world, like you can cross a bridge and then it's like in the middle of like a big rushing river. I don't know. Sometimes when you're like trying to describe like things in books, you're like, whatever, but he animates, I can't remember if he animates it or she animates it, but I think it's him. And along this like island, this little mini island, there's like these tiny, benches you can sit on and as you sit in a bench you can sit and experience a world that's like the magic that he created and like cool you can dive into his memories and stuff like that and he's learning about like his mother and like who she was and so that but um so there's like this backstory of him and who raised him and like his aunt is like the worst and stuff like that but then Vika is like a very pure good person but she's also trying to win and she's trying like as she's as he does these challenges she does it too and I would I just want to say like the magic like the things that they create is so beautiful and incredible that like I'm trying to see if I can grab some examples of it um but I just really loved they said it was 
it like they have like allusions to stuff but the person that's like the third person in the love triangle is pasha and pasha is the the upcoming czar he's like so his dad is the the king guy he's the czar. okay and so he and nikolai are friends and they both fall in love with vika but like like pasha's used to getting everything he wants and then i think that this has like two different um this says two books or three books, I think. And I read through them so quick, but it's just so fascinating to like, they they really are trying to do it. But I think at the end, Pasha becomes the czar and they have, he forces them to like go against each other and it freaking wow. sucks, but he's super manipulative, but it's not like instant love. Like she doesn't, I don't think ever like really care about him. I'm trying to see if I can find an example of his magic. Yeah. Oh, and during the rate, during the competition, they can kill each other at any time. So like Nikolai tries killing Vika with stone birds. She tries drowning him. Like he goes off onto the, this frozen river. I like, everyone's like okay. ice skating on this frozen river. And she like figures out a way to like create like the, like, oh, I cannot even describe it. It's because I read so it like cool. a year ago. Anyways, I would just say like this book series is super good. Like check it out. But that's what the crimes game is. So you're pretty, you're pretty dead on like with like how it all ends out but honestly the magical one is why I would read it because it's so fun yeah I literally just added it to my like to read list on goodreads which we've never talked about but you guys should like friend us on goodreads yeah how much I hate books books we've read you learn that this pop this like bubbly personality (laughs) is like not bubbly on goodreads I'm literally like this book how dare you like actually don't compare I actually do not like leave like written reviews but Anna does Anna's like very thorough yes I just need to do like stars I just need to like rate all the books I've read so that I know if it's like reader like the little towers like readers also enjoyed yes a lot of my like next read Anna has selfish purposes for why yes I do for me it's because I've been trying to keep track since we started this podcast of all the books I've ever read so I've just been like Mm -hmm. starring them so that they're on my list of like books I've read okay you should do the invisible life of Addie LaRue um, okay, well, we can do it together because I think you got this off my list of, like, books I want to read because I have not. Oh, you haven't read it yet? Oh, no. okay, so both of us haven't read it. Well, but it's just really, get... it's a really, really popular book right now. Okay, maybe we should like, check it people, out and read it together. We should because people either love it or hate it. I think I've read okay. the first, like, 10 pages of this book on, like, the preview on Goodreads. Okay, go. So, but it says, a life no one will remember, a story you will never forget. France, 1714, in a moment of desperation, a young woman makes a Faustian bargain to live forever and is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. Thus begins the extraordinary life of Addie LaRue and a dazzling adventure that will play out across centuries and continents, across history and art, as a young woman learns how far she will go to leave her mark on the world. But everything changes when, after nearly 300 years, Addie stumbles across a young man in a hidden bookstore and he remembers her name. I'm already into it. I'm already it like that to me it sounds really good but it sounds like one of those books that makes you think very deeply yes I think like the it's a constant book theme that's been throughout the centuries like Roman gods like everybody always was yes. fascinated with immortality and living forever mm-hmm. but like to and even now like like people build like statues and and things like that so that they can be remembered people post things so they can always be remembered and so is it like what's better living forever or being remembered yeah. I remember I put this on our story and Katie responded who we had on our podcast before. And she was like, I could not get through this book. She said she didn't like it. So I'm yeah. calling you out, Katie. Sorry. 
But I like, I think this love it when Hope Maple's people. doing well. <laughs> Please come back on her show. Literally, I hear her talk on her Instagram stories and I was like, I miss her. I miss her voice. <laughs> I guess this one is like the funniest episode we've ever had is when Katie's on because I love Katie and I'm sitting there like, actually, Taylor, you don't sound like that. Just want to clarify. You don't sound like that. I just want to let you know. It was just one of those like, wow, thanks. Yeah, we don't run out of money, like, okay? <laughs> so I like the French vibes. Yeah, so it sounds like it like is really good. It's written in a really, really good way. Like it, it captures your attention. So okay. this is one that we definitely should read together. I think that would be fun. It says, um, for years, Addie and Henry both formed the same crooning, desperate, yearning plea in their minds to not be alone. They had long been wandering in the same labyrinth, both comfortless, lonely, blown open and empty, and then finally rounded the corner that brought them face to face. It was the feeling of being lost and alone and searching, and then suddenly neither, and it was heady. It's that loneliness that drew Luke's, the devil's, I like a blight on the horizon. So goes the invisible life of Addie LaRue, a novel that perhaps painstakingly, that probes painstakingly of that aloneness and the inconsolable grief of it. It's there in Henry's quiet, troubled loneliness, like a man still puzzling over a bad dream and how unrooted Addie feels everywhere, how tenuous a grasp the world has on her, how the whole story of their, the whole of their history feels dark and cold and far away. 300 years is indeed a long time to be alive, but for 300 years, she's held her eyes wide and saw everything and she's found something new. And so what do you think happens in this book? And that, by the way, that review, since someone took so much time to write it. I know, it's beautifully written. Um, yeah, it's books with Chima or Chima, books with C-H-A-I-M-A. So sorry if I like in any way mispronounce that name. But go ahead. What do you think? Uh, well, what I want to happen is like a cute budding romance between her and this guy and like someone to help her take her out of her like loneliness because mm-hmm. that's what that says like it sounds very lonely but then like at the same time I'd be interested to read because I'm sure what most of the book is is how she sees people or how she sees the world which I think is would be very like philosophical and deep since she's been alive for 300 years like experiencing mm-hmm. it all so hopefully like I just want her to find a friend that's just what yes. I want Maybe that's what it talks about is like life finds meaning when you have someone to share it with. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Anna. <laughs> I like you. look deep into your eyes and hold your hand. I'm like, like you. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, so thank you for being my friend. Okay. Um, let's see. Do you want me to read it or do you like to do one or do you want to do one? Because I still have uh, like 16 more books for you to do that I'm like, yeah, why don't we do you? Do you want to do Vampire Academy or Poison City first? What sounds more interesting? Ooh, you pick. It's your favorite book. It's your books. Let's do Vampire Academy. Let's do it. Okay, go. Okay. Only a true best friend can protect you from your immortal enemies. Lisa Dragomir is a Moroi princess, a mortal vampire with a rare gift for harnessing the Earth's magic. She must be protected at all times from the Strigoi, the fiercest vampires, the ones who never die. The powerful blend of human and vampire blood that flows through Rose Hathaway, Lisa's best friend, makes her a vampire. Rose is dedicated to a dangerous life of protecting Lisa from the Strigoi, who who are hell-bent on making Lisa one of them. After two years of freedom, Rose and Lisa are caught and dragged back to St. Vladimir's Academy, a school for vampire royalty and their, grad- and their guardians-to-be, hidden in the deep forests of Montana. But inside the Iron Gates, life is even more fraught with danger, and the Strigoi are cl- always close by. Rose and Lisa must navigate their dangerous world, confront the temptations of forbidden love, and never once let their guard down, lest the evil undead make Lisa one of them forever. Okay, so... 
And Rose and Lisa are not Endgame. Or are they Endgame? No, they're not. Just... They're, they're truly just platonic friends. Oh, okay. I, it's 2021, you know. Anytime you I never like, know. No. You never know. Sometimes I'll be reading a book and I'll be like, whoa, okay. I mean, you do you, man. But like sometimes yeah. I'll just be like reading a book and being like, I did not know, but that's great. Good didn't job. Didn't expect that. Grateful. Good work. <laughs> so I always am like, whenever there's like two female characters, I'm like, okay, so are they like Anne and Leslie or are they like, like lovers in the night? So <laughs> anyways, okay. So that's awesome though. I love friend. I love like, like, like uh-huh. girl relationship friend books. That makes and me And they happy. like support each other. It's cute. Okay. So obviously that means they're going to have like two boys. One of, I think Lisa is going to fall in love with one of the Strigoi people because that's like the most threat to her existence. So she's going to have like a whole Romeo and Juliet thing. <laughs> okay. And then I think Rose is going to be like falling in love with one of the teachers or like one of the like, Mm, like yeah just like that that would be it I think that they're gonna have some downside how many books are there in this series like five okay that and I feel like Lisa 100% will co like if this is a five series book like homegirl is definitely gonna go to be one of the undead like 100% and I think that Rose is going to be like she's going to gain some form of magical power in order to protect her her friend and I think that the school is going to be like, have some cool freaking nighttime traditions. And there's going to be like a makeout in like a corridor and that the, <laughs> the place is like super fun and like mansion-y and like kind of looks like an old world thing. It threw me off that it was in Montana. Okay, go. What is it kind about? Kind of, right? So you're kind of close. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you what you write about. Um, Rose does get into a relationship. It's not exactly a teacher, but he's a trainer there to train the vampires. Um, and I find it weird, but that's okay. I also don't think I could ever reread this series again as like the age that I am because I think it would ruin it for me. Like I loved it when I read them when I was like 16. Probably not when I'm 25. <laughs> but so then Lisa does not fall in love with the Strigori. The Strigori are exactly what they sound like. They, like, have no – they're, souls? like, evil. Yeah, they, like, have no souls. That's what, it basically, it, it means to turn into a Strigori. Okay. Um, but she is a Maroi princess. So I'm, like, the way – Don't explain what that back is. Cover, yeah, the way that the back cover is was, like, I was reading that, and I was, like, this does not set you up for what the book is going to be about. Can you, like, yeah, why don't you, like, explain what this book is about, that, or this series is about? <laughs> Go. So the book opens with Lisa and Rose having run away, and it's, like, a really taboo Wait, why? thing. Why are they running away? Because Lisa's whole family died, like a, like, a year or so ago, and she, like, was traumatized from it, and she has to, like, step up to all these responsibilities she never thought she'd have to because she's the last like royalty left of her line and so she just like from the pressure of it all ran away with rose and because they were gone for so long like lisa fed off of rose so that she could have like her blood but it's like a really taboo gross thing to do but because they did that they formed this like bond where they could see into each other's like heads sometimes or i think it's just rose that can see into lisa's head like it's a it's a deeper connection on top of her being like the vampire to protect her like all her life. And so Lisa falls in love with the like the outcast of the school who is still a vampire and still I think he's still royalty, but he's like she... looked down upon. Mm-hmm. And she ends up getting like 
kidnapped by her like power hungry uncle. So then Rose has to go save her, but then Rose does have this relationship with the guy that trains her. And yeah, that's basically what it's about. It's like me. It's like gossip girl almost though. And like the vampire Academy world a little bit. Cause it's like okay. dynamics of different students and like what they want. Cause there's royalty and non-royalty people. And it's like, People just that makes to make sense. a name for themselves. Does it remind you of um not the City of Bones series, but it's the one where like the nine lives of Chloe King. Have you read that book? Ooh. No. Okay. Nine lives of Chloe King. Yeah. I could be totally I'm trying to like figure out what this book is like. So that's why I'm like, okay, so what is their like educational world like? Like, do they, does it go into classes? Like, what do they do? Yeah, it's exactly what you said. They do have classes, but it's all set at night. Okay. Like like you said. Um, And they've got classes of like, I think they do history, English, math, but then on top of it, like Rose has like training and ways to kill vampires and ways to like do all of this. And um, yeah. And then Lisa has like etiquette classes. So like, that's how like it differs. The vampires are like the important people and the vampires are the people that protect them. So it's like, there's kind of a split. Okay. They do have classes that overlap. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Dang, that's awesome. So would you recommend that me as a 25-year-old read this series? Um, I don't think you would love it because oh, yeah. I don't know you might though. There's just like plot holes that even I see now, like being older, like it bothers the heck out of me that this like 27-year-old man is like yeah. loving a barely 18-year-old. She might even be 17. Like that Ooh. freaks me out. And so I, like, don't love that. But even then, he knows, like, it's wrong. But he still kind of does it. But actually, honestly, you could read it. There are some aspects that are really good. Like, there's a lot of plot twists you don't see coming. Except for there is something that happens in, like, the third book that just pisses me off. Oh! But it, it like, resolves itself eventually. Okay. Well, it's a third act. It's a third act. Yeah. There's five yeah, acts. Exactly. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Perfect. So... This is the Scorpio race, Scorpion Races by Maggie Stiefvater, who wrote The Raven Boys. So this is like one of her, mm-hmm. I think she wrote this before that. She also wrote the Shiver series, which I have not read, but I think a lot of people have. Oh, we need to go over the Shiver series. After you do this, we didn't write it on no, a thing. No, go. Say it. Like, say what you talk, mean. No, just after. <laughs> no, Anna, go. <laughs> I like, I think on Goodreads, under, when I was looking up Scorpion Races, oh, I have it right here. Somebody said... Is this as terrible as Shiver or has the author actually learned to write? <laughs> that is brutal. Okay, what is the Shiver series? Why don't so people like mean. it? Shiver is basically, let me pull it. Let me pull this up for you. It doesn't have a bad rating on Goodreads too, but the first and highest rating review is like a two star and the one below that is one star. So that means I tell you something. But basically it's about this girl who lives in this like small town in the woods and she always has these wolves in her backyard and she's always watching them and then there's another guy his name is sam and he lives two lives like in the winter he's part of the pack he's like turns into a wolf but in the summer he gets his human body back and basically she they like meet each other finally at this like bookstore even though they both know who each other are but like they've never talked to each other they meet each other and then she's like, I'm instantly in love with you. Come to my home. Stay with me. Like, I will protect you. I know you're a wolf somehow. And then like after five seconds of knowing each other, like climbing to bed together. And I was like, what is happening? This is the weirdest insta love ever. And she like has to protect him, but it's not 
like I don't even remember how she protects him. That's like how weird this book was for me because I couldn't get over the relationship. It felt too weird. No, I totally understand that. Like if you don't have that like foundation, like what is like? Mm-hmm. Yes, they did not have a foundation. So ruined the book for me. Sorry. Okay. So um, it's Scorpio races and this is how it goes. So it happens at the start of every November, the Scorpio races. Riders attempt to take to keep hold of their water horses long enough to make it to the finish line. Some readers live, some riders live, some others die. At age 19, Sean Kendrick is the returning champion. He's a young man of a few words, and if he has any fears, he keeps them buried deep where no one else can see them. Pup Connolly is different. She never meant to ride in the Scorpio races, but fate hasn't given her much of a chance. So she enters the competition, the first girl ever to do so. She is in no way prepared for what is going to happen. What do you think? Ooh, okay, that that does not give me a lot. Okay. Ooh, okay, my guess is that Puck comes from a background of, like, maybe having nothing. And so, like, by happenstance, she, like, ends up perfect timing. And she's like, I guess to save my life or something, I have to sign up for these races. And who was the other main character? Sean? He had, like, he Mm -hmm. has, like, maybe this like constant fear in the back of his mind that he can never live up to like what people have made him to be. So he probably has that like insecurity riding him and I'm sure they meet each other during the races and one of them has to save another. And and then they're like, you know what, let's form like a partnership. Let's help each other out. And like, then it grows from there and they turn into more and they fall in love and live happily ever after. Am I right? (laughs) Um, I actually think that's really good. Like, understanding of things I think that's good they're definitely Sean and Puck definitely get together but there definitely are just some stupid people but what I liked about this book is like the way that Maggie Maggie Seafelder is probably one of the most unique writers I've ever like read she immerses you into these very unique worlds and I'm obsessed with it and um just to give you a background it's based off of like Celtic mythology of like the water horses like and so that um, is so cool they're called like Capel Uis which are which I'm totally probably butchering, but what's these like horses will like every November, they like, they will ride these horses and like, they will literally like, while you're riding them, like eat you, attack you, like drown you. That's the whole thing is like they, and I think the reason why they do it is because I cannot remember if it's, I read this like five years ago, but I think it's because, um, like, I know for a fact that Sean Kendrick has car. It says, like, this is, once again, from the same girl who, like, Chai, the girl I just read. She goes, Sean Kendrick has um, carved his life out of the land and sea and sand and fatal, beautiful horses. Four years running champion of the Scorpio races, he is locally reputed as the best trainer, but he remains bound to the wealthy Malverns for whom he works as a stable hand. Oh, oh no. Um, of all the things Sean Kendrick has conjured in years of yearning for an independent life, buying the right to his water horse stallion core was the was a thing he only folded inside his heart until he was assailed anew by the brew of feelings that had turned in him at the terrible clear-eyed certainty. Wow, this blogger is she is like giving us writer. life. Right I'm literally now. sitting there. I'm like, can you write a book? Goodness. Catherine Puck Connolly becomes the first woman to ever compete in Scorpio races, rolling the dice on her own survival for her family's sake, which had seemed after her eldest brother decided to move to the mainland and abandon her alongside her younger brother to be drifting away from each other like untethered boats in the mercy of the tides. So she like has a land mare and she knows that her chances are slim, but she was so far down this path that to turn around be to face a howling dark tunnel. And they, I think, have land, but like they, like I remember there was a point where she was like with her brother and being like, "We literally have like no nothing to eat." Yeah. Um, 
and they both have been orphaned because like both of their dads have died like doing this okay. race um and there ha- there can only be one winner so they only meet- they meet halfway through the book they like it's from his oh, perspective okay. and her perspective cool. and um they don't even like have a romance it's like they notice each other does that make sense and it yeah. isn't until like probably like 60 70 percent of the book that they actually like that's when they realize oh we kind of need to we're aware of each other um and I don't even think there's a lot of like deep conversations that they have at the beginning either it's like they're just like aware of each other and they're they would on survival they yeah exactly they're like they're so focused she's so focused on trying to like not die amongst these men and these like water horses that are literally killing everybody including her dad and like her family and stuff yeah. that she's like cool um but they like des- he needs to win so that he can um be free from like his indenture and then she needs to win so that they can like save their farm so both of them are like very strongly need help um and so she says this is a quote i say i will not be your weakness sean kendrick now he looks at me he says very softly it's late for that puck Mm, like how cute um but it definitely like it there's so much that you have to create in your own head like she she builds the world and like i said kind of like with her raven king series she is so imaginative and like big like that it doesn't feel tethered to anything does that make sense like i'm on the island but i have no idea what the island looks like i can imagine the ocean but like i have a hard time it's it's like you can kind of create and fill in the world yourself I guess that's a better way to put it yeah but the prose like the actual writing yourself and like sentence structure and stuff is like absolutely incredible um and I feel like I really like the main character that was one thing is like I actually like she was very very wonderful she had really good she wasn't like annoying like you know what I mean like she was like I love my little brother. I love my family. She's very humble. She's not trying to like start anything. And she's not like, I'm, these boys are dumb. I'm going to be the first girl to ride my horse. She's literally like, I kind of have to do what I have to do. And she's very like calm and like, she's just lovely. Yeah. And, um, I really like the Celtic vibes that are there. And I think that's super awesome, but Puck has to be become very strong and become assertive. And once her brother like leaves them, she is devastated because he was the one that was like kind of at least doing something to take care of her. And now it's like, mm-hmm. she's underage and her little brother, how are they even supposed to live? That's awful. Um, yeah. And so she has to deal like with that hurt. Um, and then Sean's fighting for the fact that he wants to keep his horse, which is like his livelihood. So anyways, it's really good. And Gosh, it sounds good. I added, feels- I'm literally going to go to the library and pick it up today. Yeah, I just think like it's a, it's just a pleasant book to read. I honestly feel like it's one of those books that just transports you. Like I can when I'm talking about this book, I can literally visualize being on the like being on the ocean looking at these horses. Like yeah. that's like I have such a visual like ethereal experience while reading this book because yeah. she writes so vividly. So, that's that book. So, yeah. Wow. That sounds amazing. You picked really okay. good books. Go. All right, what one do you want to do? We've got the summoning left and poison study left. Pick the one that I would love to read more than the other. I don't Unless know. you don't love the, either of these. Not gonna lie, I don't love either of them. Actually, that's not true. I read the summoning when I was younger and I have really um like I have really fond memories of it. The poison study I have issues with. <laughs> okay. We can hate on a book if you would like to. I mean, you pick which one you want. Which one do you think will have the All most right. energy as you talk about this book series? <laughs> Maybe Poison Study, because I've read it recently. So we'll do that. Okay, go. 
Sorry, guys. You just get fun, positive reviews from Celine, and you get negative, would never read them again reviews from me. Um, no, we just talked about Elizabeth Frankenstein, <laughs> and I'm honestly into it. So, okay, go. That one was good. Okay. Choose a quick death or slow poison. About to be executed for murder, Yelena is offered an extraordinary reprieve. She'll eat the best meals, have rooms in the palace, and risk assassination by anyone trying to kill the commander of Ixia. And so Yelena chooses to become a food taster, but the chief of security, leaving nothing to chance, deliberately feeds her butterflies dust. And only by appearing for her daily antidote will she delay an agonizing death from the poison. As Yelena tries to escape her new dilemma, disasters keep mounting. Rebels plot to seize Ixia and Yelena develops magical power she can't control. Her life is threatened again and choices must be made, but this time the outcomes aren't so clear. Okay, and, well, I feel okay. like that's a good setup. I feel like Honestly, I would like that book. I think that I actually do remember really liking it because now I just read that and I was like, maybe I'm like forgetting things about this book. Yeah. Like maybe I was being too hard on it. So let me, let me hear what your thoughts are. Okay. So first off, I think that Yelena is going to, so is this a king or who's the commander? He works, he's not the king, but he works in the palace. He's like the... How old is he? Old. He's like late. He's like early. Okay. So this is like a business. This is like an actual just job. She just like, she shows up, she eats the food. She like, yes. Is there any romance in this at all? Ew. No. Ew. Anna, no. Anna, no. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It happens so slow and it only happens at like the end of the book. But when it happens, like it happens no no how old is this man okay it says right here yelena is yelena is 19 and valak is his name he's 33 okay so it's like the for the this book is the girls who want daddies who like (laughs) 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 that is so funny (laughs) <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Ooh, dying. Yeah, basically. I think it's funnier to you because literally you had to read through it and be like, I don't, I don't want this. You know, like the Richard Gere, like when you'd watch like Pretty Woman or like Runaway Bride and you'd be like, you are a daddy, but also you're a daddy. Like, yep. I don't know why I have, like, I, does that make sense? Or like, no, that TikTok I sent you were like the girls says. watching um, Harry Potter and like, don't you think Draco's cute? And like, she watches Lucy Malfoy and is like, <laughs> and she's yeah, like, uh, uh, <laughs> what's wrong with me? <laughs> so funny. Like, okay. Okay, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts, okay. and then we'll dive so, into what happens. Uh, <laughs> what freaking powers does she create? That's awesome. So I think, like, there's going to be... So she's going to be, like, obviously at the bottom of the totem pole, literally just doing those things, like, to, like, survive, like, the trust mm-hmm. of getting... Um, like the, like, that's why the butterflies dust is definitely there. But then as she like is doing it, she's also gaining the trust of the people around her and including, I guess the chief of the, the commander, I thought that something would happen with the chief of security. Honestly, is he, is he or she not like involved very much or is they, are they like very involved? So what it is, is Valak is the commander's like right hand, who's technically like the king. So like there is interaction, like every morning she goes and she eats his food. And he's always like, he treats her kind of like a speck of dust on his shoe. Like she's nothing. 
Yeah. So that's kind of all the interaction you get between them. Okay. At least with the Sounds commander. Good. But Valak, the com- who's the commander's right hand, who's training her. So that's the one, her. that's daddy? Yes, that's, that's, that's daddy. Okay. <laughs> Can I say it? I was like, that's oh, for daddy. I thought I thought that the commander, like the king guy, was daddy, and I was so no. confused. I was like, how did that work? So, so the head of security is right hand man. That's daddy. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. dad, if you're listening to this, I am so sorry. I don't <laughs> find attraction like not to my dad, but I mean like to like daddy. No one. No. Why would you? No dilfs. <laughs> like I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell you something crazy? When I went to college, yes. I was 17. Like, baby, like, little, Wild. early. You were So, a like, because I had skipped a grade and I was 17. And when I tell you, like, at BYU Idaho, there were all these guys that were, like, 26, 27, and I was going on dates with them. And I was, like, when you think about it, I was eight when they were graduating high school. Ooh, that makes My husband and I only have, like, a year <laughs> in between us. Like, a year and a half at the most in between yeah. us. So, like, that was fine. But, like, no. <laughs> no okay so now we've yeah. talked that awkward point to the death so the chief of security so she and him start to develop a relationship of trust which makes anna uncomfortable and i'm really excited to hear why but she decides does the butterflies dust make her have magical powers and also um or is it the antidote and also will she is there a second book to this there is mm-hmm. okay just tell me Okay, so um, no, she doesn't get powers. She she's just like a normal human, but oh, but it says she develops powers she can't control, magical powers she can't control at the end. In the second book, in the end of this book, yeah, it says Yelena no. develops magical powers she can't control. I literally do not remember that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Back to the core element of the go. Yeah, honestly, it's not as bad as I'm like making it out to see um and when you said old i was thinking like a 75 year old man no, 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 no. you're like he's like Sorry. old and i'm sitting the there fact like that she has powers is like throwing me off and now i'm like <laughs> looking at the premise of the second book and it's like the apprenticeship is over it now the real test has begun when word that yelena is a soul finder able to capture and release souls what i'm like why well, don't i remember that i don't like remember this book <laughs> It's like the other day when when you like read the, we were talking about that book and you're like, I thought you were talking about this book. And like, we, like you had a completely different plot than me. So different. Yep. Yes. And and I like, it's so funny. We talk about books every single day. We just only record twice a week, but like every day I'm like, you would not believe what is happening in my book, Anna. (laughs) Like. I love it. Okay. So I just, I'll get into what I remember then. So she, obviously we already know that she is apprenticed to become the new like poison taster mm-hmm. and that happens and the commander then like gets this weird notion he's like well in order for you to be trustworthy and like able to do your job like if you think you're so good because yelena is like snarky which i really like about her um he is basically like okay go out hide on the grounds and then i'll try to find you like as a test for my men we'll try to find we'll like we'll hunt you okay. down and find you and she's basically like no like not gonna happen today and so she has this like really cute relationship like friendship with one of the cooks and he makes this like glue goop for her and she like glues leaves all over her body and like hides in the trees and like no one ends up finding her and so then that's when everyone starts she, like, taking her more seriously yeah literally so mm-hmm. everyone starts taking her more seriously 
And as the training with Valet continues, like there's some quotes and stuff. Like he's kind of a psychopath. Like I think he contemplated killing her like two times where he was like, oh like, so what you're, what's gross to you is the power dynamic between them and that's where you're like mm. yes so you don't like it's not the age i mean obviously the it's age is a really factor the age, but it's, it's the, the fact that like dynamic. power dynamics like that are super creepy because like it's it's kind of like a boss and a like like a person that works under them it's yeah. like an uncomfortable dynamic where like literally that person's in charge of them and like is it you know is this yeah. real? Like, or yep. is this because is like you have Stockholm syndrome kind of stuff? Yeah. Okay. So he's like, am I, are you worth my time and effort? Maybe I'll just kill you today. Like he says stuff like that. But then he also like, at the end, like he starts taking somewhat better care of her and he keeps giving her the antidote. And like, here are some quotes that just like give you an idea of, of who he is. So he says, to, this is Valak talking to Elena. He says, but you've slipped under my skin, invaded my blood and seized my heart. That sound, where are other ones? I'm like trying to do justice to this relationship and I feel like I'm not, but it's okay. Like, basically, he's just me. like- If someone, if Tanner like came up to me while I was doing dishes and like whispered that into my ear, I'd be like, what does that like, mean? What the heck are you even talking about? Yeah, and the weird way is like how the relation comes about is like they're skirting around the fact that they're going feelings for each other. And she's like, but he's my boss. Like, basically, you know, there's no way we can make this work. And he makes it very clear. He's like, you are nothing to me. Like, he always talks about her like that. But then okay. his actions always, like, show otherwise. And then finally, like, she runs away and he, like, goes to find her. And then they, like, do it in the woods in the middle of nowhere on, like, what? the second to last page. And then he's like, go to safety. Like, goodbye. And, like, then she, like, goes off to start learning her magical abilities. And, like, that part just threw me off so much that I was like, y'all just did it in the woods? Like, a bark what? against your back, though. Sorry, that was so graphic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was not what I meant to say. <laughs> but literally, like, I just feel like that would be very painful. Like, whenever I find out that someone has be... done something, like, in a very, like, open space or, like, paint, like, crowded, yep. like, I literally am sitting there, like, yeah, okay, okay. And so this book has such good reviews on Goodreads. And I'm sorry, y'all, but I just don't see, I don't know why, why? I'll have to give it a look. <laughs> also thanks for the that's freaking crazy we need to rate this episode explicit because i just called someone daddy and then (laughs) it's on your part mom i'm so sorry yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay perfect okay i think that's like obviously we have i have a ton more but i'm like we have just hit like the 50 minute mark and i'm like we've done it we have but okay perfect If you guys want to leave us a review, that would be freaking amazing. Also, like, share yes, us on our stories or, like, comment on our Facebook group and stuff like that. We love being able to hear it you. It makes us so happy to hear from you yes. and, like, see what you think. And especially, like, we have a couple people who share our, like, podcasts on their stories. And it literally makes our day. It makes us so, like, yes. it makes us feel important. It helps us so much, like, more than you know. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have three people that listen to our podcast because of you, that's, like, 60% of our audience already I'm just kidding yeah but like we just really yeah, appreciate it yeah and it's so much fun to be able to like have book recommendations so um send us book recommendations on our Instagram yes. send us book recommendations on our Facebook group we post in there all the time mm-hmm. and it's so much fun so we'll talk to you guys next week yes, bye we'll see you next time